Hello and welcome again to Retro Resolutions Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And today we're going to be talking about video game soundtracks. So uh, look forward to that. But before we get into it, I want to talk about what we've been playing lately. So Matt, what have you been playing lately? So uh, as you know, I finally got my Odin Pro and uh, I've been configuring it, playing with it, still have a lot of discovery to do. But uh, as you've mentioned in uh, hopefully a future topic, uh, we're going to do some talk about splash screens. And you had shown me one as an example, which was uh, Konami. And I'm completely spacing it. Wow. The Konami. uh, Oh, like the I I think I specifically was talking about the uh, Metal Gear. The or like which was in it's not even Metal Gear. It's like Kojima. It is. It totally yeah. is. And like when you had said that and we played it, I was like, you know, I'm not good at stealth games. I loved the original, but uh, I thought, okay, that'll be a good PS1 game to test out and play for my week or two weeks. And uh, so I ended up playing the first one on the PS1. And of course, it's Metal Gear that. Solid. So, Metal Gear Solid. Thank All you. right. Yes. And uh, honestly, I had a blast. Like it was, I'm glad I gave it a real, you know, A plus effort. And uh, can I ask you, where did you get? How far did you get? Not far, like uh, (laughs) as usual. (laughs) No, there's Uh, nothing wrong with that. uh, You know, I'm still on the uh, uh, submarine. Is it the submarine or you get, no, you get shot out of the submarine at the, on the intro. Yes. That's right. what it is. And so you get shot out of the submarine and then you're at the base. And so, uh, uh, I've come up above and you, so you went up the elevator, elevator, yes, up the elevator okay. and, uh, uh, not much farther than that, honestly. But what I, what I loved was the, uh, the perspective of it versus of course the top down of the original metal gear, which is still, you know, even though I'm not good at stealth games, that NES game, as we've talked about in previous uh, podcasts is just, I just love the, the inventiveness of it. And what I like that Kojima did is he, he still brought in a lot of the elements like the, the radio, for telecommunications beep, 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 beep. and you have to hit the select button and you could you're you know yeah. you're to turn the dial to a certain thing you know that was so great that he brought that you know forward from uh his msx uh designs and uh uh the other thing that the other thing that i really liked about it uh because i got really good at this was the death sequence uh Oh yes, where it's like snake, 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 and like yeah. there's like there's like different people that do it depending on how many times you die. Which of course I died many times because I'm terrible at stealth games. But I loved that uh, they had that at the end. You know, every time you uh, were found out. Uh, yeah, I also love after they yell snake, or maybe it's before where it goes. And the the line, lines come in and it says like yes, game over, right or whatever. After, and it does the game yeah. over. Yeah, and goes, the, like, do, do, do 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 do. Wow, you've nailed I it. I love it. I love yes. it. Yes, 
Uh, so thank you for introducing that to me. I'm obviously I'm in the early stage, but I, uh, and as you know, I wasn't feeling so great the last couple of weeks. So it's been a, uh, gaming has been a lower priority, unfortunately, but I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely going back to that because I I've got to explore more and, and see more of the game, but, uh, very nice, super fun. Uh, yeah, I have, um, I've been working on a video as, as you know, I've been working yeah. on a YouTube video for, uh, different, like the idea of the video is going to be that I want to cover like all the different ways that we've displayed retro games. Um, cause, cause there was kind of like an ebb and flow to it between it really the was. original format. Yeah. And yeah. then when we first started doing like emulations and, and then using them on modern displays and, and then now we're starting to like find ways to make them look like they used to, even though they're on the modern display. So I've got, I've got a video percolating for that. So I've been honestly just playing like popcorn with like capturing game footage. Um, so, I've I've been putting in Sonic Two on the CRTs. Played a little bit of that just to capture footage. Yeah. I have uh, played Symphony of the Night on my uh, Series S to yeah. capture footage of that. I've tried out the new PlayStation One on PlayStation Five uh, to capture some of the modes they've got on that. Um, so I haven't spent a lot of time on any individual game. Just individual game. But today I got in the uh, multi-optical drive emulator from Terra Onion, the Terra Onion mode, for my Sega Dreamcast. Technically, the multi stands for multiple consoles. It can also go in a Sega Saturn or in a PlayStation 1. But for me, it's going to my Dreamcast. And I was going to so, say, that's like really one of the top of the line ones that I read. It is. So I had a Chinese clone of the GD Emu, which itself is not that great of mm. an optical drive emulator. And then, of course, the Chinese clone of it is a little less good. But it just <laughs> it had some compatibility issues. Like I would play halfway through an arcade set of Street Fighter Alpha 3 and it would like stop playing music or it just oh. like wouldn't load the level. So... Which is like known errors. Um, there were probably some things I could have done, but there are other just impossible to overcome compatibility issues. So I actually sold the GD Emu and then bought the Terra Onion because it's so much more compatible. It is more expensive, right. but it is more compatible. So I got that installed. I'm looking forward to playing very seriously some Dreamcast games because now I have yeah. like the most modded dreamcast possible i don't know that there's anything else i could do to improve it because it has a new uh, power supply it has an hdmi out it has a fan mod so it's quieter and cooler and it has this optical drive emulator so i've got access to i didn't even know about the fan mods and i was impressed before so i know so i've got everything i modded the 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 battery the clock battery so that it's um (laughs) I can swap the bo- clock battery in and out easily. Like everything in there is like wow. top notch. Nice. So uh, I- I'm looking forward to playing some Dreamcast games. Uh, I have played. Um, I've played through games on the Dreamcast already. Like Rayman Two is one of my favorite games from childhood. So I've played Super. through that like a year ago. Uh, I think, oh, man, it's going to be tough to decide. 
but I think the game that I want to play through uh, is going to be, well, I don't know. I haven't decided. <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of top choices for me. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Oh, good one. Uh, which is a classic. Yes. Uh, and then there's also Skies of Arcadia, which is a Dreamcast original. Um, yes, it was. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. There's there's also Shenmue, but I don't think I actually want to play through Shenmue. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shenmue is most mostly a novelty. I, I kind of agree with you. I've tried to play it, and it's really well made, but I just couldn't get it yeah, or so, get into it to finish it. You know. So yeah, I, that's what I'm. Wow. I'm I've been Are bumping you, around. I mean, you're using an SD card for the. I actually had a uh, a solid state drive, like a SATA drive, because nice. it can actually use. Th- three two of three options it can use a usb drive it can use a sata drive or it can use a micro sd card and i had that sata drive sitting around not really doing anything so i put it in there if i need to add things though that sata drive's full so if i need to add things i can i can use the micro sd card slot and, and just use that too and so does it just basically combine the two so when you boot up it shows it all as one large storage volume or does it multiple volumes it has multiple volumes, and you have to switch which one you're looking at. Ah, so but it's just one? a button press, and then it'll switch to the other device. Gotcha. So it brings up a yeah. menu that allows you to select what input, and then it goes to the boot of the Dreamcast. Well, I th- I don't know what it chooses the default, but oh. yeah. So the so the when you boot, it boots the menu to select which game you're going to play, and then it when you select the uh, game course, then it, it then it boots the, the game emula- or the gd rom right oh, yeah that makes sense oh neat uh ooh, the other thing that is ikaruga wouldn't work on the uh, oh. which is a japanese game it wouldn't work on the gd emu it works on the oh. mode so and that uh, right there is worth the price i right. love that game i yeah. mean oh yeah. So and 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 Ikaruga is a Japanese game, so uh, you have to have a, a way to play it on yeah. modded, and yeah. this will work. It will be it's region free. So wow. Uh, yeah, I was um, gonna say I had to mod my Dreamcast and then you know get a ISO uh, way back. Right. Yeah. But still, uh, you know, classic arcade game, class, and I mean near identical conversion for the dreamcast i mean it, in my mind it was identical so yeah uh, i think they used a you know it was like one of those ones where they used the sega internals in the arcade that was basically uh yeah so a lot of a lot of arcade systems are yeah a lot of arcade systems around 16, that time 16, 18, you know yeah they used so a lot of sega games sega arcade games used the dreamcast like hardware as like the base there were modifications to it but the dreamcast was like the base system and and they actually did a lot of uh a lot of other arcade systems um had used the playstation as a base arcade system around that time so uh yeah, it's, I, I think it's fascinating. Where oh, I do too. I love those. They, you know, I love looking at the conversions and stuff. And yeah. of course, you know, arcades were huge for me as a when I was young. So it, it's really neat to see how they were doing. Like I said, the Sega System 16 and the 18 were huge, obviously because of my Shinobi uh, mm-hmm. obsession. So. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing lately is just like a, a popcorn mix of stuff. The, the the only game I've actually been playing lately is a modern game, Hades. So Yes, and you have uh, added me to that addiction, which is a really <laughs> fun game. I'm glad you told me about it. Yeah. Uh, between that and uh, Ghost of Itsuma, those are kind of my two games that uh, – when I do have time, those are those are it, and of course the the Odin Pro uh, messenger. It's right now the Odin Pro. I'm still mostly. Well, I got a 512 gigabyte uh, micro SD for it because I'm just gonna layer it with Dreamcast. I I mean it's just gonna you yeah know, it's gonna be everything. Oh, and, the Dreamcast you could I mean well, and PlayStation runs PlayStation Two, doesn't it? So yeah, uh, those those ISOs are big. So are. and the GameCube and so, GameCube and yeah. Wii. It's like I blew my 256 within, you know, a day. Oh, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, uh, but I didn't want to go. I mean, I want to. I want to try to be selective. I didn't want to, you know, put every game, but I wanted especially. But even just being inclusive to the games I wanted, it was still going to go. Over yeah, totally. So, totally. Uh, quick question on. Uh... Okay, never mind. It's gone. Forget it. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, let's 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 talk about uh, soundtracks. Yes. Because uh, you mentioned this to me, and and I have a separate idea for the splash screens that that I would, yes. I think we should go over in another episode. But when you mentioned soundtracks, I thought, wow, what a great idea. When I don't know, where, I don't want to be selfish and start this. When I <laughs> think of when I think of great video game soundtracks, what the first thing that comes to mind yeah. is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Really? Yes. All right. Be, and that's a little bit of a cheat, right? Because it's it's a game that just has yes. music, yeah, like, soundtrack of like bands. If I right, like right. popular like, music and of was, the time. It was at the time. Was, I mean, they were. I don't know how they got the rights to those. Some of those, they were pretty good. That's a good point. And actually, when they tried to do re-releases, they were like <laughs> some. So, so like they did Tony Hawk HD in like 2011 or something. I don't know. And it was they they dropped a bunch of songs, did so they? it was like not oh. very good. And then they did the remake a couple of years ago. And before they released it, they were like being a little coy about what songs they would have and they <laughs> they released the initial list and people were like it doesn't have superman we we riot and then they were like no no no, it's gonna have superman it's gonna have superman <laughs> so uh they they ended up having all the original songs from the original two games uh but apparently it was kind of a bear to to get those uh yeah. i assume at the time those bands weren't as huge and music licensing for video games wasn't as expensive because yeah. video games weren't the they weren't the like juggernaut like Oh, yeah. They hadn't. They had not yet surpassed the revenue of Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah, right. it wasn't like you know. Yeah, Hollywood blockbuster. These were eh, kids playing at home. Right. So they're like, sure, we'll sell you our song for yeah. royalties of of pennies rather than dollars. You know, and it's interesting too uh, how I didn't think of this in reverse, but just as you said that, it's like, man, I wonder how many bands were really truly introduced because of video games you know oh totally and, and i mean i know there's tons of them but uh uh yeah i mean that 
and it was just because they weren't that big of a deal that they probably got on some of those soundtracks. It was like, yeah, sure. You want a demo? All right, let's throw you on a video game. You know, why not? But, and of course some of those became huge because of that. So yeah, definitely. There are for sure artists that got big because of their inclusion in video games. Like I'm thinking about like cage, the elephant, Hmm. which was, had a song on, the i think the original borderlands oh yes and i would have never known their name if it weren't for that game yep and yeah it was the intro part right with yeah and it was yeah i mean it went perfectly with uh borderlands one and two are definitely near and dear to my heart and uh yeah those were great i mean they did some smart music placement and it was really just at the beginning. Everything after that was just really just, uh, you know, video game synthesizer type music and sound, great sound effects and, and voices for all the characters. But yeah. those intros were amazing. That's what I remember anyway. Uh, yeah. I have, it's been a long time since I've dipped into those games. Uh, Borderlands the, 2, yeah. It's been a while, yeah. Um, so when, when you think about a video game soundtrack, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For me, uh, and of course this dates me, but probably the first one that really just pops into my head was uh, the first level of Contra. So uh, I think uh, in both on the arcade and the NES, they did a, I mean, I think that was one of the great conversions of uh, an arcade to Nintendo. it was clearly a conversion, but the, the the playability of it was so great. But the music, of course, matched up. And I think that made a big deal of the familiarity of like, oh, I'm playing the arcade game, even though the graphics were clearly a below level than the arcade at the time. Uh, it still was like, yeah, this music is this is it. You know, this is the game. And I think it was the identification for me of the music and and the playability. I mean, I think the Nintendo version, again, was a great conversion. Uh, and then, uh, but for me, the music started really becoming a much bigger deal in the 16-bit era. So, so totally. Nintendo and Sega Genesis. And, uh, and for me, of course, Sh- Revenge of Shinobi and Shinobi 3. Uh, and those were Sega Genesis exclusives. And... They just, they had amazing soundtracks, and uh, in fact, they even put them out on LP, or at least one of them on LP a couple years ago, and I spent a wow. fortune getting it, but it was great. It was so much fun just to listen to it just as a soundtrack and not, you know, playing the game. I mean, I, I could remember what the levels were like because I played it that much, but it was still just fun to just sit and listen to the soundtracks, and I've got that one. I've got Metal Gear for the it has msx on one side and has ns the nes version on the other side which is really neat and then i've got uh maybe those are just the two that i have but uh there you know and i've got a bunch of uh uh final fantasy soundtracks that's another big yeah one. wow uh, for all that series, I've got a couple CDs of those uh, that are really fantastic, I think. I, Final Fantasy, look, I have like a 
mostly hate relationship with Final Fantasy. It's like an app. It's like an apathy to like mild disdain. It's not. It's. I don't wow. really. I had no idea. It's not like I actively like get infuriated at the thought of a Final Fantasy. I just yeah. like I, I have mostly apathy to disdain for it, but to like mild, mild, very mild disdain. Gotcha. Um, but boy, that music goes hard. Yes. Like they just they have some absolute incredible music. Yeah. Uh, so much so that like that's music I have listened to, even though I don't like the games. That's that's a wow. That's a bold statement. I you know, and I'm learning something new about you, which is great. Uh, you know, for me, you know, <clears throat> I think I've mentioned it before, but Final Fantasy VII. While I didn't play it as hardcore as other people did, uh, I think I told you about the story about how I knew this guy that was much younger than me, but he was gonna buy. He was spending a fortune at the time because they were very new systems, but he was like. I'm buying the PlayStation one just to play final fantasy seven. And that just blew my mind that he was just buying it for one game. And that really left an impression on me. Uh, for me, as I've told you is final fantasy 11 was my big one, which was the first online right. massive multiplayer game, uh, that I was horribly addicted to and absolutely loved it. Uh, uh, and it's and it just celebrated its like 20th anniversary, which is pretty amazing to me that it's going yeah. strong. I could load it up and boot it up right now. Uh, uh, but I did, uh, I sold my character back in the day when it was like, I sold my character for like 300 bucks on eBay back when you could still do it on eBay. So that really yeah. hurts me, but Hey, 300 bucks. It was, hey. it was one way to kind of finally quit after like five years of playing was sell my character. But, uh, that's a, Hey, that's going cold Turkey. It was cold Turkey. But, uh, again, those, those, all those games, uh, I will always remember the soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that they, they even do like orchestra. You can go to concerts where they just do final fantasy music. Those are really cool. Um, I, you know, when we first started, when you first mentioned it, I was like, ah, I'm only going to have a couple, but now you keep mentioning things and I'm like, oh, this is it's good. So I think I got to list some games that I think just some series that just are known for their music. Yes. And it's your turn for sure. Uh, Mega Man. Mm. I think, I think as far as like NES music goes, Mega Man is top tier. It is. Uh, just some incredible music. In fact, Mega Man and its musical history is is interesting just in general mega man of course deeply tied just at its core to music itself but through the character names right so mega man in japan is rockman rockman whose his counterpart in dr light's lab is roll so, so Mega Man and and Roll were created by Doctor Light in the in the world, were named after Rock and Roll, and because they're like his lab assistant robots or whatever that he he retrofits Rock to be able to fight, uh, but he wasn't designed for fighting initially. So Rock and Roll, and then you have the dog Rush, named after the band Rush. Really? Pretty sure. Wow, I mean that makes total sense with yep. rock and roll and rush. I mean, yep. Still, and then, that's great, wow. Uh, and then you have bass 
in the later games, right? That's a robot. And then you got you got uh Beat, I think, is is the bird. Is the little bird robot. Um and then so. in Mega Man X, I wanna say five, uh the bosses are named after Guns N' Roses. Uh, like I, I don't think I even played five, so that's that's amazing. Yeah, well, it's X five. X five. Wow. Yeah. So there are there are eleven Mega Man games. Yeah. And there are like six X games. Right. Um. But, but the music music is so intricately tied to Mega Man. But then also the 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 history goes on because there is a rapper who I quite enjoy. I've seen him live before. His name oh. is Mega Ran. Mega Ran. Yeah. So, um, his his he used to go by Random, but then he started doing these these chip tune songs. Like he was just a rapper named named Random before Mega Ran, and then he started doing chip tune music, uh, largely a, a lot of just Mega Man chip tune music that he would rap to. Nice. And uh, so he went started going by Mega Ran, and now the Mega Ran thing has actually exceeded the random. Random. Yeah, uh, so he mostly goes by Mega Ran now. So he's a great guy, and uh, yeah, he's just got this music. I love bopping to it in my car. It's Mega Ran. Nice. Um, so Mega Ran, Mega Man has just like a great musical legacy. No kidding. But then you know we, we're talking about the Blue Bomber. Let's talk about the Blue Blur. Sonic games have a, uh, they have a, look, mostly they're bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're they're mostly hard. not good. Yeah. Uh, but I think Mega, or not Mega Man, I think Sonic's history with music is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Sonic, of course, originally designed, his shoes were designed after Michael Jackson's shoes. I did not know that. And then there's, of course, the history of involvement in the music for Sonic 3 by the man himself. The king of pop himself was involved with the making of the music for Sonic 3, uh, which ended up not happening because uh, rumors, of course, state that... Um, Mega or to make it, uh, that Sonic 3 was not, uh, like the, the, the Genesis hardware was not going to be good enough for his music to be on there, so he didn't want to put his name on it. So, who knows what actually happened there, but definitely he was involved at some point with the music of, of Sonic wow. 3. And that's such a bummer because I mean, he did make an arcade game called Moonwalker, which yes, was super and it was also on the Genesis, which came to the Genesis. So that's what I was gonna say. That surprises me that he that you know he allowed that to happen because uh i will say the moonwalker arcade was better but uh the conversion was still i mean it's one of those ones that i thought really played well and mm-hmm. i thought it was a fun game it was silly yeah uh, it's fun it it's fun. like a fun little you hear the little chip tune I mean, conversions of his songs, right? We're pretty well done. I mean, you definitely knew what they were. And it was like, I would be, of course, humming along and, you know, playing the game. And yeah. Yeah. It was just that that first level got like smooth criminal. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's fun. He's in his white, uh, you know, his white 
uh, tie outfit and his yep. you know jacket on and With his little like hat. like trilby or whatever yeah, fedora or you know, whatever yeah I mean he yeah it was it was pretty fun especially back then yeah uh so this those soundtracks are great um, yeah those are good and uh yeah those are really good soundtracks uh i got metroid, metroid. yeah I was totally there we go metroid. sorry no you're uh, good it was metroid. gonna be i was gonna say it eventually right yeah you gotta say metroid <laughs> the eerie music and uh and i can't remember his name who composed it but he's he's just incredible and yeah that music totally played into you know you know sometimes the backgrounds were just black you know and it was just like but you felt like this creepy eerie cave-like experience and that music was a huge part of it uh yeah big fan yeah metroid's like musical uh like it's 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 understated music in general but then the it's got like these like chimes or whatever you'd call them right when you when you save or when you get an upgrade you know it's like do 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 like oh yeah sticks in my head uh just even when the title comes up and you've got the yes. that music and yeah like oh just uh great. just really like and and it continued into the metroid prime series yeah like that metroid prime one was like mostly those songs not entirely but mostly those kind songs were like right and they were, yeah they were like callbacks right. yeah callbacks yeah and they were uh i will say that like fan jenna drifts or however you pronounce it the the ice level area of that game yeah. that i think is like entirely new and fits in so well it's like a perfect winter chill song right. uh but but also like understated and isolating and uh, something to be said about matching the vibe of the yes. game yes and i think that that really helped with you know bridging the gap from all those that series you know and yeah i'm gonna really have to look up i looked it up a long time ago and went down you know all over wikipedia just looking up you know all the 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 creator of the music and how Mm -hmm. he did it and i don't i feel like he was involved in you know like this any metroid 3 and some of the other ones so but i before i say you know don't quote me on that i need to look some of that up but uh there's a guy who is a nintendo composer uh oh boy it's gonna be embarrassing if i can't if i can't say his name uh because he's he's like here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna you're gonna hear me typing because animal crossing music composer his name is famous and it's yeah here we go kazumi totaka yes uh and um he puts a he puts a little chime in all of the games that he makes i guess yeah it's a signature yeah and it's like totaka's song is is like in the game (laughs) um in like every game it's not even like 
it's not even like a full song it's like 19 notes uh but so it's in like a bunch and and i've realized like in playing games because he's he's made a ton of music for a ton of games and i'll be like playing a game and i'm like boy this game or this song or the music in this game has like mad vibes of animal crossing or another thing so i'll be playing along and be like it's look it's just the same guy right and so i'll go and look it up and i'm like yeah yeah it is the same guy so i'll like uh let's see what's an example uh probably recently i was playing like yoshi's story wow and i'm i'm just like playing it and going like this music is animal crossing like and then i look it up and oh yep same guy same Same guy guy making the music wow um what are some of the other ones he's made uh so like we sports and we music obviously yeah. all of the animal crossings we sports club um mario tennis aces luigi's mansion the yoshi oh, wow. games uh pikmin 2 uh luigi's mansion 1 i was gonna say the luigi's mansion those yeah. were great at having that creepy but fun feel to it you know they didn't want to make it too scary but right yeah, you know uh mario paint he was the composer for mario paint wave race 64 super mario land 2 wow wave wave race 64 that yeah is a classic for you know having a very action feel with the music so that's awesome yeah yeah so it's uh animal crossing is a, is a soundtrack I want to mention. All of them, but in particular the first one. The first one has this weird music. Because uh, there's like 24 tracks for, for the different times of day. But then there's also tracks that are like the same song, but with for rain or for snow. And then there's other, you know, you're hanging out in the store. There's different track for that. And the, you know, so, but, uh, like you'll be like hanging out and part of the music will be like, you know, it'll be like, and then it'll just be like a cast. And like, that's part of the track. Like that's the music is the game is a little cat meow. Um, (laughs) it's just like some weird music and they kind of straight away again it's it's one that i just never it really quite was like i gotta play that game but uh, you know with you talking about it and the soundtrack i i definitely have to check it out there's i have crossing the first one was that on uh gamecube wow gamecube gotcha uh i would say that's a decent one to enjoy on your odin pro that's what i was thinking too uh as long as it can handle the real-time clock stuff, it's a great option. Nice. Um, just be warned, I wouldn't recommend using save states. Good call. Because it's a real-time clock game, so it'll be confused. Yeah, real-time. Yep. Uh, okay. The, uh, I, have this, I have this plug-in uh, or uh, ex- extension. I, I got a thing on my uh, Chrome browser called nook and it is a a plugin that will just play the time of day excuse me it'll play the time of day like i can pick the game 
and then it'll play the time of day's music for what time it is right now. Wow. So, like, wow. I can turn it on right now, and, and I'm picked uh, the original Animal Crossing, and it's 8 p.m. as we record. So it'll just play the uh, it'll play the song, uh, and then That's it'll really switch cool. at nine. It'll just switch to different. And it's got a rain, so you can add rain sounds. Wow. There it is. Yep. So I've I've got it going right now in my ears. You can't hear it, but uh, now I can I can have it play rain. I can have it not play rain. I can play the, the music. I can switch which game it is. So I could be like, oh, I want to do the, uh, uh, the new Leaf music. And it'll play the oh. new, new Leaf music. Uh, you can have it play rainy or snowy play, like, for those games. Like the Zelda games and some of the... No, so this is exclusively Animal Crossing. Oh, it's... Ex- wow. It's exclusively Animal Crossing, yeah, which is Animal fun. Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, when you said games, I'm thinking, oh, there's a lot of world games, you know. Right, right, right. No, this is the Animal Crossing. music depending on the time of day. Yeah. So. Um, but to tie that... Yeah. To tie that in... Uh, I've got another plugin because this guy also made a bunch of the Wii like channel music, right? So I believe this the the Totaka here is responsible for like the Wii Shop channel music, which is like famous because yeah. it was even sampled in like a Drake song. Wow! Uh, and I have another plugin on my browser <laughs> called the Wii Shop channel music, and what it's great is is that it will. Uh, start playing the Wii Shop channel music when you go to a shopping website. So if I like go to Amazon, it'll just start playing the Wii Shopping channel music. That's amazing. That which is, is pretty good. I love it. Um, and the Wii Shop channel music is just—it's a classic. It is. It, like right when you said it, it was like, you know, I guess you can't classify it as a game, but really, no. it needs to be in this podcast because it is that good. I mean, yes, there's even the famous video. You have you seen We Shop Wednesday the video? No. Oh, I gotta send it to you. We do. Uh, and 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 look, I haven't edited the last two episodes of this podcast, but I'll I will. Usually, what I do is I let them stack up, and then in an afternoon, I blow through them all. This one's gonna be one of the most challenging because I think I'm gonna go through and try and include the clips of songs for each of the games that wow. we're mentioning. Uh. We we shop Wednesday is a video that's just it's great and the music's in there because they load up the shop channel and they talk about like oh we're gonna sing a song of the names of the songs to the beat of the to like the melody of the music of the we shop channel music anyway wow. it's it's great that sounds super fun uh what are some other what are some other games that you think of when you uh, well, I think it's music. You know, when it comes to music, there was there was one that I know I haven't mentioned, which is uh, we've talked about this game before, but it's worth mentioning again for its soundtrack alone, which similar to Tony Hawk is Einhander. I just love mm. it. It had uh, they were synthesized tracks, but they were they were CDA audio, so you had to play. You know, you had to obviously use the CD-ROM at the time, of course, and right. Again, that just had such a great soundtrack and you know certain parts of the game were kind of creepy and eerie and then most of it was very fast-paced uh shooter game side scrolling and uh space shooter and uh yeah i think we talked about it before it's kind of like that weird 2d 3d side scrolling right right aspect ratio but uh 
yeah, that one really sticks out to me for a soundtrack. I just really, that was the first time, especially on a PS1, that really stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were doing a lot of experimental stuff with the PS1 with audio. Like Castlevania, actually, this is great for this podcast. Castlevania Symphony of the Night has yeah. a famous has a famous soundtrack. Uh, and it's great. I It's so great that I was on a walk with my wife the other day. We're just walking around, and this dude's like working in his yard, and he's got music playing. It was Symphony of the Night music, that and I just like I just like looked over at him, and I was like, "That's Castlevania," and he's like, "My man." <laughs> nice. Yep. So it's wow. it's very Perfect. good. Um, what's that funny? A- <laughs> what's funny about the soundtrack is that um, the, currently the most. Uh, like the most speedrunner friendly way to play that game is to play the Xbox 360 port of it. Mm. But in order to get things to load faster, they have to turn off the music. Mm. So what they do instead when they're streaming is that they play the music just like separately so that it doesn't impact the loading of the game (laughs) while they play it. Because it's it's such good music, you really can't play it without it. I was I was just gonna say wow speed running through that and that just not having any not having the soundtrack would be brutal yeah so that's yeah uh I, I the last thing I've got in me is and I'm deliberately I don't want to talk about Mario because Mario's great but yeah. I do I cannot pass up Zelda yes Zelda's music is very good. The other composer who's, you know, we mentioned, we, we mentioned Kazumi Tataka, uh, the other composer whose name I actually just know wow. is Koji Kondo, who's responsible for Mario and Zelda. Yeah. Uh, and like several other things, but those are like the two big ones. And Zelda's music like sends shivers up my spine. It totally. Uh, it's both epic and solemn and reverent. It's it's just good. There is like a moment that is solidified in my young mind of my gaming history is is playing Legend of Zelda the Wind Waker on the GameCube. And you go like a third of the way through the game, you, you go into this underwater area uh you're not in water it's just underneath the sea right and and you go into the old hyrule castle and it's all frozen and there's like not music or the music's like really like cryptic yeah and then uh you go in you move you do a puzzle you you move a statue you pull out the master sword and then it it turns everything back to life in this in this castle and the music just like comes to life also uh chilling it's so good i agree uh now he's done i mean he did like the original nes zelda as well yes oh yeah that's what i was gonna say because uh you know i got the game watch uh the new game watch uh release of zelda and honestly what i remember about it wasn't the box opening. It wasn't even powering up the, the game watch. It was, you know, the loading of the music and 
just the title screen and and seeing the the screen and yeah the sound isn't great coming out of a little game watch but still it was still so powerful and moving like you said i got chills just like wow i've got a portable zelda system you know yeah and still hoping that they make a game watch metroid because it's that same kind of feeling you know and it's like wow that's what i remember about opening up that box uh you know the one thing i want one system we haven't really mentioned is the psp uh and uh you'll have to forgive me uh boy bandai racing game uh tons Red of tracer what would what did you say ridge racer thank you ridge racer you read my mind i why why do i even question you actually <laughs> I, I don't question you ridge racer so yes uh, uh i use that game a lot especially the first one for testing out emulation of the psp because it's mm. 3d it's got music it's got voice and so usually when i when i emulate that game and i I know there's many others that could be used, but for me, that was one of the first games I owned on the PSP. So it's, it's a good one for me to always load up. And, uh, uh, I'm not a big driver game person, but whatever reason. And I think a lot of it is because of the music. Mm. Uh, uh, and it's not that it's great music, but it, uh, well, maybe it is great music. I wouldn't say it's classic, like final fantasy stuff to me, but it's very fast beat and really gets me in the mood to like race. Like I'm yeah. like, hey, go, go, go. And, and uh, I think they did a great job on that with, uh, with many of those soundtracks. But for me, the Ridge Racer one and two on the PSP were just so much fun. And a big part of it was that nitro <laughs> blast of, of music, which, uh, it's the first game that comes to me uh, mind on the PSP. Do you have any for the PSP? Oof. I know it's a tough one, and it's been a while since I've done some major PSP gaming. Uh, except well, so the PSP game I have definitely played the most of is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Oh, yeah. Which has great music. Metal Gear, oh. the series, has great music. Mm-hmm. Um, and a weird history with music. Like, they ha- they had to stop. There's, like, one from, I think, Metal Gear Solid 2 that they can't play anymore. Or, like, to be put in anything anymore because it wow. was copyrighted or it was too uh, close to another. To another... Yeah, I don't That's really good. know. The, the But it's, they don't, they can't do it anymore, which is sad because it's very epic. Um, but, uh, Peace Walker's music is great. But then also here's the thing that's really cool. And this is soundtrack adjacent and more of like an audio engineering thing is that, uh, in that game, they, they have these, uh, tapes like, like cassette tapes that you find and you can listen to and they're like audio, uh, logs and, uh, they do a really excellent do- job of of recreating the experience of listening to a cassette tape because yeah. it when you select it it does the like sound of like putting it yeah. clicking a tape in and rolling spinning up the the tape yeah, and then funny. and then it also does the lo-fi like like crunching of the sound 
So it just sounds like you're listening to a tape. Oh yeah. And the crack, you know, and a lot of those, they had like a built-in microphone that just crackled by itself. So it's like, you know, any kind of tape recording on those. And in a lot of video games, I love when they do that, just have a a tape deck and, and it's clearly what they used as a recorder in the lab somewhere. And you press play and you get the sound effects. That's, yeah, well, and I don't want to be a downer, but a lot of games will use audio tapes with like a sound effect that it's kind of lazy. Yeah. Like it, it, it does sound like it's older or more compressed or whatever. But but Peace Walker really nailed the sound experience of using a cassette tape. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna totally have to check that out. You totally got me interested. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. It's it's a great game. I don't ever want to play it again. I platinumed it on the PlayStation Three. Wow! So I have played way too much of it. That's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. But it is a good game. Uh, and the music's great. Music is always good in Metal Gear. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, uh, you know, just from the the few games that I have played of Metal Gear the music was very influential influential uh, the even back to the 8 bit like i said 16 bit is was more when i started noticing music uh, as its individual thing but i think yeah the nas definitely had a few standouts and that would be you know that would definitely be one of them oh yeah so. yeah uh, there's so to wrap this up yeah there is a band that I really love. There's actually a couple. I'll mention a couple of bands that do like covers of video game music, mostly retro video game music. Uh, Mini Bosses does, and they they have list they have songs that are like all of the things we've listed. Right? They've got Castlevania. They've got Contra. They've got Mega Man. They've got Super Mario Brothers. Uh, from and like like Kid Icarus and like other like NES era. Wow. Covers. Uh, and they're really good. Mini bosses. Mini bosses. I I totally need to check um, that out. And, and then, then that's the band name. Mini bosses. That's yep. Yep. Right. Um, you can find their music on Bandcamp. Uh, oh, yep. And then there's also the Advantage, which similarly does covers of uh, retro game music, but I, I like the mini bosses more. But the Advantage is also very good. Cool. Um, so if you're into just listening to some music from retro games, yeah. That's, that's a fun thing to do. I know it's very nerdy, but hey, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, that's right, and that's and if we're doing the podcast, we'll right, exactly. So, uh, highly recommended. Well, I want to plug the Game Console 2.0 book, which oh yes, uh, I just absolutely loved. Uh, I bought you a copy. Yeah, you bought me a copy. Thank you very much. It is great. Welcome. I haven't read it all. Uh, as thoroughly as you have but i have dipped in a little bit and it is very very good yeah and he's got to be around the same age as i am because he really wrote this with uh love and you know really starts from you know and he clearly grew up with atari to current day which is which is just like me and uh yeah 
he's a, he's a really great photographer. So he breaks down the game systems, uh, the actual, you know, uh, like for example, the Sega Genesis, he'll break it down, show you the motherboard, show you inside some of the controllers, uh, just does a lot of fun things, uh, beyond describing, uh, and he breaks down all the game systems into generations and he, and he nailed it. Uh, and he just released uh, 2.0 fairly recently and added all the way up to PlayStation 5 and the... Wait, X- PlayStation 5 is in here? Yeah. I didn't look at the new stuff. Yeah, PlayStation 5 all the way to the Xbox Series X. And so he's, uh, he's current and uh, includes some other stuff like some emulation things and FPGA. Oh, he's got, he's got my... Uh... He's yeah. got my Super NT or uh, Mega SG. Uh, I, He's got my Terra dead. Onion mode and see, my Everdrive 64. I told 64. you I was reading about the Terra Onion. Yes, I know, right? Like for you know, for once, I'm informed on some of the hardware. He's got a PVM in here. I, know, I didn't I know, look at the end of the book. I, this is why part of why I got the book for you is because it's got a lot of the hardware that you currently own. So uh, yeah, that's fine. Like uh, I looked at the middle of the book because that's where the interesting stuff to me is, but sure. I did not realize he went so new. Yeah. he And yeah, he's got a little thing at the very end where he adds like add-ons and talks about like the power glove for the NES. Yeah. Talks about a lot of just, uh, yeah, fun little add-ons for different game systems. Some of them I never even knew about, but, uh, you know, so I, you know, do you know where, well, like, why, you know, the history behind the book itself? Not really. So, so this dude, I think, was just like a collector and a photographer who he started taking photos Wikipedia, to, for Wikipedia. Yeah, because right. he wanted Wikipedia yeah. to have better photos of old game consoles because he wanted to look at them. And he's like, well, nobody's making them. I might as well. So he, he did that. And yeah, and he was releasing them, of course, royalty free and just getting yep. them out there just so, again, people could be better informed. And uh, you're right. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. So, so he, he he started uh, started it and then it just like went very deep. And now he's got like, like the thing about it is, is that it's, it's not just like the hits, right? Like this is like, he's got like the Fairchild Channel F in here. He's got like you the know. Wonder Swans that never came over to the U.S. I yep. mean, he's, he's got, got a, he's even got an Apple Pippin in here, you know, a Pippin, like, which yeah. I didn't even know existed until I read it, that. You know, exactly. Page. That's how like, That's deep crazy. he goes. Uh, so yeah, tons of like old, I mean, systems made by like Tiger, all sorts of crazy stuff uh, that's in there. It's really, it's yeah. I learned a lot, and I thought I knew quite a bit about the you know the generations that i grew up in and man there was a lot more than i than i ever realized that had been released and of course sadly a lot of them failed but uh, well, and some you know, things deserved to fail you know oh they did yes they some did. things were really bad good point. good point yeah there were and and he's got them in, he's probably got them in there and he even at the end has like uh some of the ones that he he excluded and a lot of them were just because he just couldn't get photos of them and couldn't get the system to, to take I love this one. He's got a picture of all of the revisions of the PlayStation 1. Yeah. So this is a huge shout out for him and uh man, I I I uh I'm going to write to his uh uh publisher in the hopes that of course we could even get a 5-minute interview with him, which would be amazing. 
but I'm still trying to hunt him down because I would just absolutely love to get him on this podcast. Even wow, for- that'd be really fun. It would. So, you know, if that happens, becomes a reality, I know we'll make a podcast about it. But uh, but till then, enjoy the book. It's it's great. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, uh, great. Well, that it's been great fun. Thank yeah. you for listening. As always, you can reach out to us at retroRezPod at gmail.com. And until next time, Til thanks next for time. listening.